Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn Collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word. Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product. And Auburn is one of their biggest sellers, like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here at the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Hope everybody is having a good week. We are recording this one here on a, it is a Wednesday, recording this one on a, a Wednesday, but you guys will hear this probably in your feed either Friday or Saturday morning. Of course, this is the pregame pod, which we've had a good time with all season. And now we move ahead to Auburn's SEC opener, the opening SEC play this weekend with uh, what is a pretty crucial game against Missouri. Uh, maybe before the season, didn't necessarily look at it this way. Um, but Brian Harson absolutely has to go out there and win this game on Saturday. It's the first time since 2017 that Auburn has opened SEC play with Missouri. Um, and that's actually the last time they played Missouri. They're 2-0 against the uh, – the black and gold tigers since they joined the sec and to preview missouri we have our friend callum mcandrew here from st louis today and the st louis post dispatch callum thanks so much for uh for joining us today I, you know looking at what mizzou has done the first few weeks i i wonder for you how much data you feel like you've realistically been able to get on this team just because um similar to auburn a couple games against teams that you should beat 
And then, you know, it's kind of crazy when you look at the Auburn-Penn State game and the Kansas State-Missouri game. Both teams had four turnovers. Both teams give up 200-plus rushing yards. Missouri loses 40-12. to Auburn loses 41-12. to So both of these teams are kind of dealing with a tough loss there. Um, do you feel like you've you've gotten a grasp on this team here a fourth through the season, or, or are you looking to learn a lot more in this SEC opener? I, I think you can, you can kind of split that into two. If we learned everything we're going to know about this team, probably not. Uh, do we know where the, the, the points of emphasis are? Do we know where the problems are? Do we know where the strengths are? Realistically, yes. Um, we learned a lot from that Kansas State game, especially, I think, on the Auburn, Auburn end as well. You, you'll see that from the Penn State game. Um, it, it's always difficult when you know when you're playing teams like Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian to to really truly gauge where where Missouri is at. But I, I, th- I think we have a decent idea of of what this team is going to look like for the rest of the season. What were the main issues you would say? Obviously, four turnovers. As Auburn fans found out over the weekend against Penn State, four turnovers are not going to do you um, not going to do you many favors. But um, you know, this is a this is a Kansas State team that I think a lot of people had some expectations for in the preseason then they turn around last week and lose at home to Tulane um so I guess it's it's not it's kind of an unsightly loss there for Mizzou in week in week two um what were the biggest issues for them in in that matchup well kind of similarly to Auburn I think the 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 most pressing issue is along its offensive line um you're looking at a team that you know Missouri loves to run the ball um you look at Tyler Beatty last year went for that Hundred million yards over the course of course of twelve games. I mean, um, and this season haven't had a player that's managed to get over a hundred yards, and that's just really run blocking has been a problem. You're looking at Brady Cook; he's struggling inside the pocket because he's just not getting that pass protection. There's a, a lot of a lot of problems that are, are really starting up front. Um, conversely, on the other side, Missouri's defense looks a lot better. But, you know, the new defensive coordinator Blake Baker came out yesterday, uh, and he. he he said, "Yeah, we're. I mean, we're controlling games at some points. We're also giving up some boneheaded plays, but that's that's a vast improvement from where they were this time last year when it was just strictly boneheaded plays. Um, so it's it, it's interesting. You know, um, the problems are absolutely along that offensive line. It's really hampering what they can do with some of the weapons they've got in this room. Luther, Luther Burden, Dominic Lovett's managed to um, form some sort of uh, connection with, with Brady Cook and, and work through it, but." Um, yeah, that's that's where the problems kind of kind of begin there. So yeah, the similarities continue because yes. Auburn fans <laughs> Auburn fans would definitely point to this offensive line. Kindred spirits um, so far, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the Tiger squads are staying staying <laughs> close here. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll stay there just because I think Auburn fans over the course of the week have realized you know it's so easy to go to quarterback when you have a when you have a, a devastating performance like they did against Penn State, but I, I think many of them are realizing, maybe upon re-watching, upon looking at some of the game clips again, that it was just, in, and it was, in my opinion, one of the worst pass protection performances I've seen at Auburn in, in my five years covering the team. Um, does What does Missouri do well on that side of the ball in terms of that defensive front? Is this going to be a game where you think, obviously, it's Penn State, you know, Penn State's got a lot more talent there, um, and it is now a top 15 team, but do you think Missouri can cause some similar issues for, for Auburn's offensive line? Because like you just talked about for Missouri, they, they, they struggled a lot last week too. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think that's going to be a point of emphasis this week. You know, um, you look through, through those games, whereas Missouri's given up, I think 26 tackles for loss. They've only managed 13. Um, 
and that's really not the way that the defensive coordinator wants to run this scheme. Um, that he, he, you know, he, what he came out yesterday and he said, like, chaos is a word he said maybe six or seven times already this season, and they're just not managing that. Uh, and before the season started, we thought one of the deepest rooms was going to be their defensive ends. Drinkwitz wants the linebackers to to get on getting on the game as well. It's, it's not just a line issue, he says. Um, but you're looking at a team where now, that, I mean, Missouri got the blueprint of how to stop Auburn. Now, if they're going to cause an up, uh, upset, they they know where that's going to happen, and that's by getting in behind that the, the struggling offensive line, getting to I guess not TJ Finley anymore, but um, getting to Calzada or Ashford. I'm, I'm not sure who it's. I'm assuming Ashford. Um, yeah, they know where that's going to happen. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think that's where Missouri should hone in on. I think that's where they will hone in on. You mentioned Brady Cook there uh, a little bit at the beginning. Of course, everyone wants to look at the quarterback position. Not not the best numbers for him um, early on in the year, four touchdowns to to three interceptions. And obviously losing Tyler Beatty was a big was a big drop off for them um, in the running game. But somebody that Brian Harson mentioned just a few sentences into his press conference on Monday is Luther Burden. He was he was such a big pickup for them. Um, you know, I, I believe he's the highest rated offensive skill player that they've had come in and recruiting since since Doriel Green Beckham way way back in the day so certainly he's a highly anticipated guy and, and you know you got to think very highly of his future there at Mizzou but um, in terms of this Missouri offense right now what have you seen from them in, in the first few games and in partic more particularly um, a guy like Brady Cook obviously if you're going to go into Auburn it's not the best Auburn team they've had in the past few years but good quarterback play is is, is sort of a, a necessary ingredient when you talk about an upset like this. Again, it's, it's probably going to be a close game, but Mizzou would constitute an upset. What do they need to do well around him? Um, and I guess just your early impressions of a guy like Luther Burden. How good has he, has he been early on this season? How good do you think he can be in this game? So start with Brady Cook. Um, you know, Brady's been hampered on what he can do so far because of the, of the issues that we've talked about up front. Um, he likes to run the ball. He's been pretty successful running the ball. Uh, a pretty funny moment yesterday um, was Drink was saying that he needs to teach him how to slide because I think they're so desperate for yards. He's diving head first in every rush that he goes into. Um, you know, there's questions surrounding Cook's vertical. Um, that could also just be a fact that he's, he's only getting limited time in the pocket to, to actually get something downfield and he's just not got the time for receivers to get there. Um, we'll see, you know, 290 yards against Abel and Christian was his best so far. So, I mean, that's, you know, there's, there are positives there. Um, but Luther Burden, you know, they've just not managed to get him in the game so far. Um, his most explosive moments have been when he's lined up at Wildcat or when he's lined, uh, when he's been returning punts, you know, he returned that, that opening, uh, that opening punt from Abel and Christian for a 78 yard touchdown at the weekend. Um, you look at the Kansas State game, which was his first real test. Um, you know, a guy that everyone before the season was, you know, just begging to to get the ball and just see him make these explosive plays, see him, you know, light fields up. He was only targeted four times. He only had one reception. He had a couple of drops, but you know, so it, he's been limited so far. But there's absolutely no question from what we've seen that this is someone that could alter the Missouri offense, that this is someone that could that could have those explosive plays. We've all seen the tape. We've all seen what he's capable of, but it's just a question of can they get it to him so far, and, and so far the answer has been no. 
CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What is your confidence level in, in Missouri being able to slow down Auburn's run game? Um, you know, I, I say that with a little bit of a grain of salt because they went away from the run game pretty quickly um, against Penn State. A lot of Auburn fans were not too happy that Tank Bigsby only got nine carries in the game. He's probably your best player on, uh, on either side of the ball. Yeah, but uh, you, know, you look at what happened against Kansas State for them and obviously they gave up a lot of rushing yards um in that matchup is this something where you think if auburn is able to just ground and pound they they might have a pretty good chance here or or has missouri shown sort of any signs of life in the run defense the first few weeks Uh, i mean yeah i mean you look at well i mean it would be hard not to be better from last season when they you know couldn't stop a stroller i mean it was it, it was brutal um but then they came into that louisiana tech game and louisiana tech look that i mean not run the air raids, they're not the greatest team in the world, but they held them to, I think, 10 net yards on the ground, um, which is, I mean, that's impressive in any game. Um, and then, obviously, Kansas State came in, and you've got an NFL-caliber running back in Deuce Vaughn, just a, an exceptional player, really elusive player, uh, and they really, you know, really took it to them. Um, I think that was a little bit more the fault of the defense, uh, the fault of the Missouri offense, Um you know, they were putting them, that defense on the field every 35 seconds, you know, with four turnovers and four straight plays in the second half. And that's where Dusan got a majority of his yards. Um, there has been tangible improvement on that defensive front for Missouri. I mean, Tyron Hopper's uh, the Florida transfer has really impressed so far through three games. Chad Bailey should have been playing a lot more this season in terms of another aggressive linebacker. Their two ends haven't really lived up to the, the preseason billing so far, but by all accounts, two experienced players, two decent players, and then they've got a lot of transfers along that line as well. So the emphasis, obviously, is going to have to be, I can't see Auburn not utilising time two, two weeks in a row. That would, I mean, I know things are dire down there, but um, I, that would that would surprise me. That is the focus. That's a lot of what the coaches have been saying uh, over the, this past week. Um, that's where they're, they're focusing on. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be a problem, and really good running backs have given Missouri tons of them in, in the past. Speaking of coaches, obviously this is an important game uh, for for Eli Drinkwitz. He has history not only with the Auburn program; he was an off the field guy, as many people know. Um, back in the day, worked with Gus Malzahn when he was Auburn's offensive coordinator. Um, but then he was the offensive coordinator for Brian Harson at Boise State. Just how much do you think a guy like Drinkwitz, you know, can? can get his team up for a game um, like this. And then, you know, just kind of what has he said this week about uh, about going back to a place where he used to coach and also rematching, going against one of his old you know mentors like Brian Harson for the first time? Accordo is the right word. Um, they, I mean, the first, he opened his press conference on Tuesday by by saying, he, he, you know, he's, in, he's indebted to Brian Harson. He wouldn't be where he is in college football without Brian Harson. Uh, and then defensive coordinator, Blake Baker as well. I think he worked from uh, Arkansas State. Um, same thing. Um, so two coaches that, that have got a history that have, have worked under Brian Harson and and feel like they 
they owe them a lot to where they are now in college football. Um, can Drinkwitz get them off for this game? That's that's a difficult one. I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, so far in big games, you know, post-COVID era, the answer's been no, I suppose. Um, you know, those those, those true road matchups, those difficult road tests, they're winless, I believe, in, in post-COVID era. Um, yeah, um, yeah, both wins, Vanderbilt and South Carolina came in 2020. So, yeah, um, we'll see. I think I think this is a different test, you know, one of the loudest stadiums in, in college football, um, back to where Eli got his beginnings. Um, yeah, that's, that's a difficult one to answer. We'll, time will tell. Yeah, for sure. And then last one, we'll let you go again. Appreciate Appreciate your insight. I'm sure all of our listeners do as well. Um, not asking you to make a score prediction or anything like that. We, we, we stay away from it, of course, unless you want to, um, but most people, most people in the middle of the week haven't gotten there yet. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't <laughs> just, uh, but just a couple, a couple factors that maybe you're looking for in terms of what, what it would take for Missouri to, to pull this one off. And then just kind of your general feelings about, about how you think this one might play out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if Missouri's going to to cause an, and I, it's still an upset. If, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how poor Auburn looks. Doesn't matter how close Harson is to to getting his paper. Um, this this is still an upset if Missouri goes down there and wins. Um, if they're going to do that, a lot of things that we've touched on are going to need to happen. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be a long day like Kansas State was. Um, they're going to need to be able to create some chaos in the backfield. They're really going to need to get their their uh, defensive playmakers involved. Tyron Hopper, Trajan Jeffco, uh, Isaiah McGuire, Chad Bailey. Those guys are going to need to step up and really take it to Tang Bigsby, whoever the backup quarterback is. They need to get off and off the field real fast. Um, the offensive line is going to have to show significant improvements because as much talent as Missouri has at wide receiver and at running back, they're they're getting killed. They're getting, you know, uh, every every time they touch the ball, every time they look for a target, it's just there's there's no time, there's no gaps, there's nothing for them. Um, they're going to have to see significant improvement along there. And then Brady Cook's going to have to step up as well. Um, he's started four games now for Missouri, only one of them against Power 5 opposition. This is definitely the biggest test he's, he's faced so far. First road SEC game, first SEC game. Um yeah, he's going to have to to step up into the environment if he, you know, if he is an SEC starting quarterback. This is the day to prove it. It is so simple, game by game, to talk about the trenches, but yeah, it always comes back to it. It's it's tried and true, um, and in in this instance, you brought up Missouri's offensive line so often, mm-hmm. and uh, and the fact that their defensive players need to be able to get into the backfield. I will say, Penn State's were able to do so, um, so we'll see if that. If that trend continues, Missouri should be able to definitely make it a uh, a four-quarter game. But we're looking forward to it. Um, Callum will be making the trip down to Auburn, he said, this weekend. So uh, everybody be sure if you see him on campus, give him a give him a wave and say thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on the Auburn Undercover podcast. But we appreciate Callum for coming on today. You guys can follow him at C underscore McAndrew95 on Twitter. He'd be a good follow for you guys to have for some Missouri perspective before and during the game. So Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, you can go leave us a five-star review. That is the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, which will be me and Jason doing an instant reaction on the uh, on Saturday night after the game, we will catch you guys later. Everybody enjoy the game. We'll talk to you all soon.